0: You're going to learn these tools and how to apply them in your life now so that you can become the most free, powerful, bold, authentic version of you. Welcome to today's episode of the show. I'm excited to be with you today because we're going to be talking about a topic that is pretty much universal. Everyone has experienced it, even if they don't know the name of it. You have experienced it, even if you don't know the name of it. So we're going to be talking about what it is, and uh, how we can deal with it. And the it here, of course, is FOMO, fear of missing out, which is a very unique, specific form of discomfort and anxiety. And another reason I'm excited is because I'm not here alone talking to myself in a chamber of solitude. I am with a good friend and colleague of mine, Coach Jonathan Hernandez.
1: That's right. I, too, suffer from FOMO. FOMO.
0: (laughs) He's admitting it. We're we're admitting it. We're coming out. That's it. (laughs) That's
1: it. Part one is
0: acknowledging the fear. Dude, you have anxiety? Missing out. That's weird. Well, so here's the thing. We all, we all have it. So uh, for those of you who don't know what FOMO is, uh, Jonathan, you want to share what people might not know what it is?
1: Yeah, it's a, a fear of missing out. F-O-M-O. Um, anytime that maybe people are ha- planning for something and you have something else that you have to do, an obligation, the fear of missing out, Maybe there's a job and you're stuck in a current job and there's like an opportunity for something new. Oh, should I take that? Should I be content with where I'm at? The fear of missing out there. Mm. Um, Picking partners, you know, like this person offers this in my life. Uh, I'm also curious about this. What if I pursue this other relationship? Is there a fear of missing out with what I currently have? Mm. So it's like you,
0: in all those scenarios, you have... A choice you have options but if you pick one of those then you're gonna miss out on the others
1: yeah like what if the other one is what if like let's say for a party i Mm -hmm. remember when i was a kid Mm -hmm. i would keep my weekends open and i wouldn't confirm like oh i can't hang out with you because well maybe maybe we'll hang out i don't know um because there was a fear of what if there's a better party or what if there's a better outing that I really want to go to. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, so I would kind of like not make concrete plans and in the sense of like, because I was afraid of missing out, but therefore I didn't do anything that weekend. Oh, that would happen. Yeah. And then I'd be like, oh man, I should have gone to- I did miss out. I did miss, (laughs) I missed out on both. (laughs) Well, a man
0: often meets his destiny on the road he takes to avoid it. Well, that's interesting because uh, it reminds me of when I was driving with my brother. when He he had a license and I didn't, so he would drive me around when he was like 16, 17, Mm -hmm. whatever, and I was younger, and we'd be listening to the radio, and we'd have all of the greats saved in those buttons, like one through six, where you store the radio channels. The presets. That's right. Yes. 93.5 Alternative (laughs) is one of them in, in the Bay Area. And, and so forth KADON that was like the shitty party station that played just bad I think mean, it wasn't even dance music it was just bad anyway that was 102.5 why do I remember this anyway <clears throat> did you have a friend in the diamond business
1: <laughs> yeah, Tom Shane <laughs> yeah
0: hi I'm Tom Shane they told me to fi- hire a voice actor and I said no Tom Shane can do it <laughs>
1: and it was located in the random spots of <laughs> yeah. your place mines was like off the corner of Washington and Tacoma between Thunderbird and Bay or That's like really and you're like
0: what where are-? I always thought Tom Shane was like local to my area but he's like a- he's apparently he's internet Corp. yeah
1: we all have friends in the diamond <laughs> business what's going on here
0: my diamonds are even less bloodier <laughs> than my competitors <laughs> fewer dead bodies on my no anyway open monday through friday till eight we're probably gonna get sued from tom shane right now (laughs) uh yes it's for entertainment purposes only we would retract all we love you tom negative statements i I i've purchased many diamonds in fact this is an endorsement (laughs) this is an advertisement for tom shane i i encourage people listening to go purchase from tom shane very good okay missing out we're listening to the radio and my brother would find a song that he liked on the radio and be like, yeah. And then he would really quickly scan the other five buttons. Like click,
1: click, 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 yeah. click.
0: And I'd be like, why are you doing that? You like the song. And it's like, but what if there's something better? Yeah.
1: You have choice.
0: It's fear right? of missing out. Yeah. So it also reminds me of, um, I forget his name. He's a psychologist. He wrote a book called The Paradox of Choice. And in it, he highlights between people who do what's called maximizing versus satisfying. So a maximizer is going to want to assess all of their options, get really clear on which one's going to be the best, as in bring the most pleasure and the least pain, preferably Mm -hmm. no pain, all pleasure. And they spend, I mean, if the anxiety is strong enough, they could spend an unhealthy amount of time Mm -hmm. doing it versus like a little bit of maximizing might be helpful in say, I don't know, a home purchase or a car purchase or something big. Um, And the satisficer kind of takes in the data they got yeah, That's good. I'll go with that. Mm-hmm. And that's probably a better option when it comes to like choosing a restaurant, you know, what you're going to eat, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. But he found is that the more choices people had, the more it could activate this sort of neurotic maximizing energy. Mm. And what I found is that it seems like people tend to do lean towards one or the other more often, more of the time. Like It's a, it's like a way that their anxiety gets expressed is through maximizing.
1: Is it just with a specific thing? Like I feel like with food, because I'm going to eat regularly, there's a satisfying or a satisficer, is that what yeah, it is? Yeah, satisficer, yeah. Where it's like, oh, this is fine because tomorrow I can pick something else. Mm-hmm. But with like- There's no FOMO there. There's no FOMO <laughs> for me. I don't know, maybe
0: some but have But have you ever like had uh, envy of like you're at a restaurant and you pick something and then someone else- At the
1: table, I should have gotten the ravioli. I'm here with this shit. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, there is a moment of that. Your your meals are always delicious, and I'm like, I should have got that instead. You mean my my bowl of goop? Your bowl of (laughs) goop. I'm like, yes, (laughs) I wanted that. Instead, I got this unhealthy egg McMuffin. (laughs) no i don't eat that uh but as of last week yeah (laughs) listen to the previous (laughs) podcasts um but the uh but then it is also feeling of like oh i should have got that but i don't like hold on to it as much as like um maybe oh i'm gonna make a huge purchase on this computer i and that sticks with me for like a couple weeks
0: that makes sense i mean i think the bigger the choice In terms of investment, money investment, time investment, Mm -hmm. or just opportunity costs. Like you pick one computer, you're not going to go pick another computer for X years. Mm -hmm. And so I think the the higher the stakes, the more we feel fear of choosing wrong. And when we were talking about this before, I realized that... uh, So there's the fear around the choice, but that is preceding and leading up to the choice. Because as soon as the choice is made... There's a whole nother phenomenon known as gamo. Known as gamo to nobody because I think I just made it up. But
1: <laughs> You're I, blowing my mind, Dr.
0: Aziz. So there's FOMO, but then there's gamo. Gamo is grief about missing out. Mm. And I noticed this one because of the first year that I – so I went to Burning Man like I think nine, eight or nine years in a row. And then we had – I don't think we – I think we even didn't go when Canis was very pregnant with Zayim. She was like close to I mean, a couple months away. Mm-hmm. And we still decided not to go, and that's the first year that I didn't go. And, I, and every year since the first year I went to then I win, so I didn't even I wasn't even anticipating it because like oh yeah it just doesn't seem right let's just not do it. And then it's like the several days before even the first day of Burning Man, and I'm like a wreck. I'm like sad and angry and miserable, and I didn't put together why. And then I discovered I was like oh. I I'm grieving about missing out. Oh man! Gammo. So the gamma was like the... So I wonder if FOMO, the real fear of FOMO, is the gamma. Is the gamma we're afraid of like the feelings we're gonna have afterwards? Cause, yeah. Because if you think about it, all these things like did I choose that partner or that partner? Like it's it's not so much. I guess you could choose something that is like was really awful, that like really just hurt you. Like I chose the. I should have chose the Mac and I chose the IBM now or the PC. And now I'm like, my life's ruined, but really not. It's, it's actually going to be probably kind of similar. Right. It's more the repeated emotional. Yeah. Like upset of like, oh man, oh, this computer is freezing. I bet the other one went went
1: to frozen. There's also a difference between materialistic things and Mm -hmm. like the actual experience. So Mm -hmm. like with the Burning Man, like that's an experience that you're grieving about. I'm missing out. Yeah. Right now. And for me, it was like the party, like, oh, I'm missing out, yeah. like, on this experience. And being shy or a lack of confidence, like, I, I imagine there's a lot of people that think about experiences that they want to have in their life, mm-hmm. and then they're, like, grieving about missing out on these opportunities. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But we can get stuck in, like, well, is this the right fit? Is this the right choice for me? Yeah. So we're just like not making any choices. Yeah. And I think that's, that's the,
0: that is going to be one of the biggest costs of FOMO. I mean, it it can, it can increase dissatisfaction in and of itself, but then the other consequence is going to be probably not making as many choices. That's what I've seen, or stalling on making choices. Mm -hmm. And then the opportunity passes, like the weekend example. Yeah. And the more I, I think it hit Barry Schwartz. I think that's his name. No, that's someone else. And maybe it's very short for, the, for the paradox of choice. But he in there talks about, you know, how there's pros and cons to both and blah, 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 blah. And as I read it, I was like, nah, 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 nah. <laughs> like maximizing just sucks. Like maximizing is anxiety. So even if you're assessing options before making a big choice, that doesn't have to be fraught with anxiety and like needing to know everything. It just means like, hmm, I think I should do a little more research on this. And so the more I the thought about the topic, I thought in general, the more we can reduce maximizing, the better we're going to feel. Mm. And so like, instead of seeing it as like a very important thing to do, what if it's just like an anxiety pattern? And so when it comes to, to the FOMO, instead of like, oh yeah, that's something that you, you do want to spend a ton of time really analyzing that. What if we saw that as, well, actually... The goal is to start to minimize the amount of time that I do. Here's the thing, though. That's going to increase FOMO, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> I just see look on your face. I'm like, wait a minute.
1: <laughs> <It's like laughs> I don't know if it's sound. It seems like there would be a, a couple here. of yeah. I'm just looking for ways out. There would be we're a ways couple out of, the cage. of uh, yeah. Maybe it's just something that we've accepted in a paradox of like, yeah, we're going to have this. How do we? how how can i maximize this but not in the sense of like i gotta get it but just like with our make maximize our intuition and our feeling that other possibilities are going to happen in your life yeah because like i mean burning man there's always going to be another one and you have kids now so that would be really exciting to have them that's the plan, you know. Yeah, 19, Burning Man. So it's like uh, if you want to see Doctor Aziz's kids, go to Burning. <laughs> no, uh, but like, as there's... well as me in a loincloth banging a drum because you could wear whatever. Uh, yeah, right? you could wear nothing. Oh man, I want to go. I want to get dreads, <laughs> even though I'm like I have a shaved <laughs> head. I just wear like a dread wig. <laughs> dread wig. And I'm like, um, but there's like a. This idea, maybe, maybe, maybe it also would just jump into a FOMO again. You can't escape this. Because I was thinking like, what if the fact that we're focusing on this one experience, but we're not thinking about other ex- greater experiences of having outside of that one. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I don't know. I remember listening to mm-hmm. a podcast that you, you, an episode where you were talking about like, I want to have this experience myself, like going by myself without Candice. Mm-hmm. And then when you were there, you were like, well, I miss, I miss Candace though. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's almost like that that seems like a FOMO scenario. But then after you're like, but it's going to be great having this experience with her.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's really interesting what you're saying because there is an inherent loss in making a choice often. You lose the other options when you decide. And that paralysis and hesitation... Is when we don't want to face that loss, but then when we do, I think there's this myopic, like kind of zooming in and saying, "You're saying like this is it," as opposed to, "Oh, this is one of many," mm-hmm. and it is, it, it's it's full of like flaws because it it also highlights, it has it's based upon this fantasy that somehow you could pick something and have everything else. Yeah. Like it resists the reality of, well, yeah, if you choose partner A, you're not going to be with partner B. Right. Unless you become a master of polyamory and (laughs) somehow get them all on board. And that's going to last for how long? Right. Right. (laughs) Several weeks. (laughs) That it all turns to shit. But so you choose A, you're not going to have B. And there's like this refusal to admit that. Mm -hmm. And so I think, and then, but if you do and say, yeah, when I choose A, I'm going to lose B. And that's Okay. Mm -hmm. I think that's if if we're okay with that loss,
1: would we be FOMO free? There's this moment where you you said like letting go of choice B and choosing A and your posture kind of like reinstated, like almost like the confident man just came out, Mm -hmm. like this maturity of, Mm. yeah, I'm going to let that go Mm -hmm. and I'm okay with that. Mm-hmm. Like this is what it is it like a power in that. Yeah. Well, yeah. it's the
0: same thing. Like if we're really scared of, oh, I'm so scared of, uh, getting rejected. I'm so scared of this person not wanting to date me or whatever. And then when you face the reality that they could not want to talk to me or they could not want to go on a second or third date with me and you really face that reality, like, yes, that can happen. Mm-hmm. And you're not like, oh shit. Oh shit. That better not happen. I couldn't handle that. I happen. Let me, let me control and manipulate reality. So that doesn't happen. But you're just like, yes, that could happen. All of a sudden, like all your confidence, like rushes back in and you can be you and let whatever happens, happen.
1: Yeah. There's a power in choice, in making the choice. Yeah. Yeah. So make the yeah. choice. Make the choice.
0: Just do it. All just right.
1: do it. That brings us to naturally the action step.
0: Time for action. Action. Action.
1: Time for action. <laughs> 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 no, no, no. We, we updated the... We I updated don't care. The... <laughs> I just don't want to do it that way.
0: All right, here we go. So your action step for today is to do it. Okay, so here, here's a couple that I would say, suggest, and maybe you have one, but one would be to just flex the muscle of satisficing, make quicker decisions on stuff, especially stuff that's low stakes, and notice the discomfort you feel afterwards. So maybe you do feel, I felt gamo from eating something and wish I could have eaten something else. Mm. It's like, oh, I made this thing and it's not very good, but whatever, I'll just eat it. And it's really low level. It's mild. But so just experiment with m- more quick decisions around that. And then notice, because if you can build a tolerance for that discomfort, like, yeah, that's right. I choose A and now I don't have B. And then you can perhaps build that strength to make the bigger choices in life.
1: I like that. Yeah. It's so sweet. if I wanted Taco Bell, but I didn't get it. You don't want that. I don't want that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm thinking about the viewers who are just like, no, nah, I don't care about the health lifestyle yet. <laughs> I wanna we'll get you. I wanna bathe we'll in Taco t- Bell. <laughs> wanna... Yeah, then you know, if if you're deciding
0: between the sorry, crunchy supreme, oh, you know what's pizza? funny? I don't even know pizza? what, what you are the what options are anymore. Yeah. I remember I used to like their um nachos, mm-hmm. which was just chips and like a liquid orange ish goo. Yeah like an orange oily hydrogenated yeah. oil <laughs> yeah. it's just like i don't know it's just the cheese you know what's crazy this is a, this is a side note for, for viewers and yes we're going long here but it's worth it i was at a store recently and i took a photo of it because it, it had um i think it was caramels they had them next to the apples because it's apple season. oh yeah and so like you know caramel it's festive and it's festive it's like oh yeah maybe you're gonna buy this apple and you'll also buy a fistful of uh, caramels when you do it but on the caramel wrapper i have a picture right here it says Made with real milk. (laughs) That's all it says on the front. It says, I can't even read the name of the brand, but it says milk made caramels, candy. It's got a picture of some caramels and some maple leaves, apparently. And then it says made with real milk in big letters on the right. I'm like, why is that a selling point? Yeah. It's like, that's that's. What else could it be, though? Like, made with fake milk? They (laughs) they wouldn't put that on the label. And they would just have like an image of milk to in, in, insinuate that there's milk in it. And then in the, the ingredients would be like natural milk flavor, which is, you know, derived from a
1: uh,
0: porpoise's anus.
1: Oh, man, that's natural. <laughs> that's right. Anyway. Do you have any grief get not getting that? <laughs> I should have got those
0: caramels. I could be eating them right now. They're made with real milk. All right. Well, thanks for being with us today. Until yeah. we speak again. And thank you, Jonathan, for coming Thank you. Exactly. Always a pleasure. And until we speak again, may I have the courage to be who you are and to know on a deep level that you're awesome. Thanks for listening to Shrink for the Shy Guy with Dr. Aziz. If you know anyone who can benefit from what you've just heard, please let them know and send them a link to shrinkfortheshyguy.com. For free blogs, ebooks, and training videos related to overcoming shyness and increasing confidence, go to socialconfidencecenter.com.